Welcome to the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your co-host for this episode. Rising up to life's challenges is hard work, especially in today's world with so much stress, chaos, and fear, all of which can pull us down if we let it. But life doesn't have to be hard. Sure, there's always challenges for us to face, but we don't have to let outer circumstances or others dictate how we feel and act or define who we are. Now, more than ever, is the time to tap into our own inner power because true power lies within, not without. And when we dig deep and rise up to our best self, we're tapping into our loving, heart-centered, higher self, the all-knowing, highest version of ourself. That's what the Hearts Rise Up podcast is all about. The more we can help people to tap into their higher self, the more you can elevate your life, the world, and everything around you. It's that simple. So let's get right into today's episode. Today, we want to have a conversation, an expanded conversation around a recent blog post that Anne Sari authored on our site uh, a couple of weeks ago. Anne is the co-host of the Hearts Rise Up podcast, and we're going to have a conversation today to talk about making every moment count. That was the name, the title of her, her post. And we're going to talk about uh, what it means to be in the, the present moment. And this is all something that's um, very much involved these days around the concept of mindfulness. And Anne has been working um, over the last several years to um, actually from a, from a personal standpoint to be more present in the moment. And I, you had some great tips in that post. But first of all, Anne, it's great to have you here. I love doing this show and this is the first time we've done it together yes thank you thank you for letting me be here today carol and i'm really excited about the topic i have a a quote that i'd like to to read and it's a quote that comes from your blog post which will be a good lead-in to our conversation today but you had said that practicing mindfulness or being in the moment can aid you in accomplishing the expansion of time or pause the linear flow. I love that that statement, and I'd like for you to just expand on that a little bit from your perspective. Well, I, I think mainly the timing of writing that particular blog piece was precipitated by my own journey in terms of a lot is going on, and I'm trying to be really mindful of everything that I have to do for others as well as for myself and so yes there's times where you just wish you had more time or that you wish time would go by faster so that you can get to something else and I really felt like I was in a spot of okay what can I control what can I control and mainly it's your attitude and your thoughts about a particular thing like time and so that's what brought me to write that. But I really feel it's true. You can expand time. And we I know we're going to talk about some of the examples of that and methods and that you have used yourself. Exactly. So what does it mean to be in the moment? <laughs> From your perspective, what's your, your definition of being in the moment? Well, I always think of Ram Dass and that book, Be Here Now, when you said that about uh, be in the moment. And also just years and years of trying to continually be aware of the present time 
and not focusing so much on the past or what I have to do and what goals I have, but really to be in the moment to enjoy what's around you and to do it with all of your senses as opposed to, you know, I'm doing one thing, but I'm thinking something else or I'm thinking of something, but I'm not really even feeling my body. I'm just going through the motions. Oh, I can... I can attest to that too. I mean, I've, I'm guilty of that um, mm-hmm. over the years of being in such a hurry to get things done and rush about my day that I lost track, total track of what what I was really doing and didn't even experience, you know, just the little things that and occurred throughout it, the day. Exactly, and it's those little things that are such gifts to us when we can really stop, slow things down, and and be aware of them. Because those are the things that I feel like looking back in hindsight, those are the things that matter. Exactly. um, You know, and people talk about that a lot. Like when their babies turn into toddlers, they say, oh, I miss those moments when they were just babies and they were so in the moment. I know. That's something that I think a lot of people wrestle with these days because it is such a fast and hurried world. Mm -hmm. At what point did it become apparent or really important to you to start practicing more mindfulness or being in the moment? And I think from that standpoint, we can lead into why is it important for everyone to mm-hmm. do that? Hmm. Well, I think like like we talked about, when you're a child, you're kind of naturally there often. Yeah. And then I remember being a teenager and there was a lot of some stressful moments. And my dad, who was kind of an adventure and experimentalist, he taught me how to do biofeedback. And so we would do countdowns and in the body of relaxation. And I found that very valuable. And that's when I started thinking, how powerful is our mind if we can do that? And then I got into transcendental meditation, which also is about controlling in the moment so that you can have an experience whether that experience is something visual or thoughts that come to your mind or it's stilling all those thoughts so wherever you are in your path i think mindfulness and meditation can help you along the journey absolutely and then as an adult uh, some of the things Mm -hmm. the hobbies that i've developed have been perfect examples of mindfulness so I can give you one example now. Oh, I'd love to. Have well, I've always loved photography, and I took a class in Atlanta, and it was with the Rocky Mountain School of Photography, and the teacher just left an incredible, indelible impression on me when he talked about how to be in the right frame of mind for taking a picture. And so the pictures I like to take are close-ups, flowers, nature, and things like that. So we had some field trips and he would come around and sit with us and he would say don't just snap away I mean there is a purpose for snapping away but he said sit down with the subject that you're intending to take the picture of and don't just shoot but be with it and I was like be with it what does that mean he said just sit there and study watch how the breeze blows or where the light enters the frame of your picture and and he said and really get into that moment and then your your body will know when to click the shutter. That is a, just an excellent way of just describing what you just described. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen your work, and it's phenomenal. Um, and I can see why 
you put the the flower example mm-hmm. in the blog post because that's something that you have that is in, 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 in ingrained in you yes. from that experience um, with him and and I think it's it's really um, important for us to to really take the time to be in the moment and really be focused on what it is that we're doing and that. I think that has made you obviously a better photographer. I think it has. Well, thank you for the compliment. But yes, I think it it just adds so much more to the whole intrinsic part of why those pictures stand out to me and what I want to share by mm-hmm. taking them with others. Exactly. You know, the beauty of that nature. And, on the, and then another example of being in the moment that has helped me in my career as well as um, just the hobby is in public speaking. Because I know you've done that often too, but if you can just be really still before you have to go in front of people and not so much worry about the outcomes, but like it's a chance to inject yourself with self-confidence, but also Mm -hmm. just being really yourself and genuine and authentic and then go out, you know, and part of that is breathing and muscle control and things like that too. But I think that's another area that's helped me. Well, I know that you go, you're involved in Toastmasters and you've been doing it for mm-hmm. years. And I've seen you in action because I've been to uh, one of your um, sessions, which I just uh, love, by the way. I think uh, it would be helpful to know there, there's obviously some things that are obvious, uh, no pun intended here, but um, there's obvious things about why it's important. Mm-hmm. But what are the not so obvious things? as to why it's important to make every moment count or be in the moment? Well, I think, well, obvious is you can be more focused. You can be more, like, fully engaged, and you can be less stressed. But I think the stress part leads to an article that we were just talking about by Deepak Chopra where it's the physiological as well. And so it's not just... When you think about the word control, um, there's some things we can control, some things we can't control, but we can definitely aid our bodies in being more healthy by being in the moment. And you wanted to read a little bit yeah, about that? I, th- I think this is um, this is a great article by Deepak uh, Chopra. And he talks about, uh, I'll just paraphrase a little bit here, but he talks about feeling in control is a critical issue in everyone's life. And, you know, we we both know that. Everyone knows that. Most people are uncomfortable being out of control, which is a state that produces anxiety, uncertainty, confusion, panic, and loss of self-confidence, depending on how severe the loss of control is. And then he goes on to say, let's see what a natural way of being in control looks like. And I love his description of this. Control starts at the cellular level. If you live entirely in the present, you are also in control. This isn't a connection that seems obvious, but the best example is right in front of you. If you look at your body, each cell exists in a state of natural dynamic balance at every moment. A cell can't afford to lose control, which is true. I mean, mm-hmm. if it loses control, mm-hmm. I mean, that's when disease and ill health and everything mm-hmm. starts to set in. 
It's a natural function of the body. So the multiple functions of a cell's existence, he goes on to say, are handled simultaneously. And when the situation calls for a change, the cell responds flexibly. The cell's multiple functions are reflected in activities familiar in your life, such as eating, drinking, breathing, reproducing, healing, renewing, and resting. And he says these are just broad outlines, but a cell's actual activities span a vast chemical array of proteins and enzymes managed with exquisite sensitivity by the cell's DNA. And then he, then he asks, what does this have to do with you feeling in control? Well, one connection is obvious. Your body must be functioning well in order for you to feel that you are in a state of well-being. You can't be in control without a good night's sleep because poor sleep leads to hormonal imbalances mm -hmm. and loss of motor control, among many other things. So I think that there's something to be said here about being in a state of control mm -hmm. and being in the present moment. Um, enables you to do that because you are fully aware of mm -hmm. what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and mm -hmm. what's going on around you. Yeah, that's a wonderful article. And I think uh, there's another section in there that I want to refer back to later. But I know that I, as a person who is kind of a control freak, is uh, there's that part of control that is manic. And then there's the control that we're talking about here where I can tell my mind what to do and I can tell my mind to focus on my breath and that way I feel like I have control over it which can often be in a run-on conversation <laughs> and going off in all kinds manic? of tannin. Yeah, Is that's that, the manic. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're meditating, I think that helps you bring it to a focus point. And the other thing, uh, when he talks about that, you know, your body, it's so important to stay healthy and to stay in uh, the kind of, I guess, what's that word? Homeostasis. Homeostasis. So yeah. that we can be, we can function properly. And I think part of proper functioning is being in a meditative present moment state. Exactly. And we got to have our physical health. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really hard in mm -hmm. this day and age for people to, you know, focus on their, yeah. their their physical health because there's so many factors that impact us that we can't control, yeah, we can't you control. know, with the environment and how, you know, food is grown and, you yeah. know, our, our, our lifestyle and, and whatnot. And we have to take the time to mm -hmm. uh, slow down and be more conscious of what we put in our bodies, mm -hmm. how much rest we get. Um, our, be, be conscious of our thoughts and yeah. aware of our emotional state. Um, I know, remember when Carol Neustadt recently, the interview that we just did with her, she made an impression on me when she talked about the visualizations that she does with people who are going through chemotherapy. And it helps them in, a, in with, with everything that's going on around them to come to a state of stillness and meditation and and that's healthy for those cells and healthy you know maybe not be a cure but it's uh helps along the pathway to the cure i think so i mean i think that was a very powerful statement and conversation that we had mm -hmm. um with carol and i think it's it it is really 
difficult uh, for, for people. And I guess the, the question is, what makes it so difficult, other than the obvious reasons are, you know, lifestyle, to, to live in the present moment? <laughs> well, I have a good example from uh, recently went to visit my brother in Connecticut, and I was totally taken out of my environment and all the things I have to do, work, everything, and, you know, taking care of the dogs and all of the things that we have to do. And then I realized that when there's nothing in my environment, it's like a retreat almost, that I can focus on being in the moment more. And the best, I mean, there were a lot of highs along this trip, but one of them was we were just sitting and we're very comfortable in silence with each other. He thought I was too Gabby, but overall, very <laughs> silent, comfort, comfortable. But there was a moment where I was like, I just love this sound in this house. And the sound was his dog snoring. Really? And it was just, she was just breathing very softly, but, you know, there was definitely a, a, a pattern. Mm-hmm. And I said, it just got me into a really good state of meditation myself. And then, oh, and sometimes that's what group meditation is good yes. for, you know, for everyone kind of following their breath. And the other thing was that was a free retreat for me, but I've also done silent meditation retreats and that is another thing it takes you out of your environment now we can't all take ourselves out of our environment every day but we can find ways like if you can just shift your attention maybe focus on your breath or some people use a mantra or just look out the window one of my favorite scenes and there's a movie called phenomenon and it was a scene where um they're trying to make a point about how you can calm yourself down Mm -hmm. and they're looking at the trees just swaying and and making the analogy it's like being rocked when you're a baby you know being held in your arms and that's such a calming scene for me so I use that a lot and then also all of that helps you hit a reset button so that you can then deal with whatever stresses you have exactly and I think that we all need to identify you know, what are the ways, because for each of us, it, it's, it can be a little different, you mm-hmm. know, as to what can, yeah, can we can use to have as a reset button. Um, I know for me, I need to just, when, when I, when I feel myself getting, getting frantic or, or, or just anxious. anxious about something, I just close my eyes and I just breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, s- several breaths basically. And, and that, uh, helps to, to calm me down. Um, and there have been times in my life where probably about five five years ago, I was under a lot of stress, but it was self-induced mm-hmm. stress. And I felt it in in my body. Um, I, I continually had uh, muscle spasms in my uh, sh- right shoulder area mm-hmm. all the way up in re- reverberating all the way up into my um, my head and it would just be a pulsate yeah. pulsing sensation and it was it was painful um, but I, I I finally started getting more regularly back into meditation mm-hmm. and focusing on mindfulness and being in the, the present moment and and being aware of what's what's going on in my body mm-hmm. and deliberately consciously you know i would i i whenever i would would feel 
tension brewing. You could. I, I that that's when I say it. I have to reset. I yeah. have to close, yeah. shut my eyes. I need to uh, think about what's focus on my body, mm-hmm. calm my body down, relax it, and and it works. And over time, the the repeated meditation daily mm-hmm. um, has helped tremendously. And it's not just the meditation because there's mm-hmm. different forms. It's the awareness. It's just the awareness of mm-hmm. it. And it's just, you know, lowering the what's going on within the body so that you're not, it's not so that heightened tension. Yeah, it's um, very, it's so important. And, you know, just in chemistry, they talk about how the breath is helpful for pain control and all different kinds of things that you can really do a lot it's not just about can i calm my mind but you're really doing a favor for your whole body it is because breath is the the vital life force uh, Mm -hmm. energy Mm -hmm. uh, within the universe um, that fuels all of us Um, and so the breath is very very important let's um, talk a little bit about um, how we can live in the present moment Yes, I think uh, I wish I had, you know, that lifestyle of a monk that you could be in that environment all the time. But, you know, that's not realistic. So what I look at it is like when I think about the past, which I used to be hyper focused on, I think the past informs us, but it does not define us. Absolutely. And the future is kind of drawing us, whether willingly or unwillingly, forward. But the present, being in the present, gives you the energy and the clarity and it's like refreshment and it helps you build energy and charge your batteries to move forward and to deal with whatever was left over from the past. So I find being in the present as much as possible really important and I am a definite work in progress. I can't say I'm always in that space but also a good analogy is like being in the present is a gift to yourself, a present to yourself. You know, people say that. Mm -hmm. But it's to me, it's like an oasis. So if you're on this journey and you've got all that way behind you that you've come and you you can't even see the horizon to where you're going, but that present moment is like a refreshing oasis. I love and that. Analogy. I really like to live there as often as possible, yes. but yes. you know, you I have think to we keep all moving. Want to, want to get there, but yeah, I mean, it's it it really is true um, that you have to. It it, it takes work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, it, it, yeah, you it's gotta, not easy. No, it's it's not. But the more you practice it, the better you get mm-hmm. at it. You yeah, know, I I find that's how I have reduced my pain yeah. is because You've been I I and I you know when I was in that you know, five years ago in that state, I kept dwelling on the past Mm -hmm. and, you know, what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. And I finally stopped doing that. And I'm in a much better state Mm -hmm. these days, much better state. That reminds me that, you know, when you look in the past and say, what could I have done different to make me healthier or better or more successful than I am now? You have to come to, and it's hard to come to a point of acceptance of where you are now and then build on that too exactly and i think that i'm gonna if it's okay i'll read you the other thing deepak Chopra said yeah in that same article if you are present here and now you are in control the ego makes a mistake by always trying to get its own way putting up resistance or being right countless people think of those things as being in control 
In reality, nothing throws you out of yourself like demanding to get what you want, resist other people, and always having to be right. You know, so it's all how you think about things and your attitude. Exactly. There's a lot to be said for letting down resistance, just letting Mm -hmm. go and accepting Mm -hmm. things as they are. Yeah. And you'll find that you can flow more easily and be happier. That's a good word for it. Yeah, you can be in the flow. Be in the flow. Exactly. Um, so there's lots of, of different ways to live in the present moment. Um, how, how can we live in the present moment? What are the, Um, well, one thing I just read and I haven't read the book yet, but I just read about a book by Cal Newport and it's, uh, practicing digital minimalism (laughs) which i know digital the digital age he coined that term i guess the digital age offers so many tools that we could make our lives better Mm -hmm. you know like podcasts and things like that Mm -hmm. but there's so much distraction at the same time and it makes us have a shorter attention span and you know they're going to do studies about the effect of it on us and honestly if we can just be disciplined we can use it to its to our advantage but not let it overwhelm us right so that's one way because that's just everything around us now is all digital and in your face and streaming and we need to take a break from that every once in a while and just go outside and sit on the grass exactly (laughs) i you know i just recently got a, a new phone as you know um because my other one was you know the battery was going bad and I had all of the notifications on for all the news things. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when I transferred it or, you know, transferred all the data over from the iCloud, it didn't pick up that um, setting. Mm-hmm. And so I've yet to turn those, those back break on. From all yeah, that. It's, it's a nice That's break good. because I don't have to, you know, I don't have to. I mean, I. I like to have that because I do like to look for the good stories, Mm -hmm. not so much the bad Mm -hmm. stories, but there's so many bad stories. Mm -hmm. Um, But that can be a big distraction. So that's helped me Mm -hmm. uh, within the last last few days. Um, I'm not getting those messages popping up on my screen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What other ways? Well, I know that the present moment, the uses of the present moment, like when I think about that. It, I think it's good for ourselves, but it's also good because we serve others by being more in the moment and being present. And one way is that, like that we are, like that. We, the more calm we are, the mm. more we can spread calm. Well, to yeah, it's, it's kind of like when when you're around somebody that mm-hmm. is is calm, and, and particularly if there's a lot of energy that's mm-hmm. going on, but, but you can you can kind of move to yeah. their that 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 level of energy um it's it's interesting that you said that yeah and then and there's people who are calm but highly energetic and there there's people who are calm and very still so you know anybody can be in that moment and it does attract people and it does serve people because for instance when i was working in a hospice the uh effort of me just being in the moment and sitting with a patient it reaped great rewards because the patient experienced the peace. I experienced the peace. It's very reciprocal. And the people around us as well. 
And so that our, our animals really pick up on it when Absolutely. we're anxious or chaotic. They know too, but when we're calm, they gravitate to us. I think they are very calm and in the moment. You know, and if you're anxious and they come and sit next to you and snuggle up, they're trying to help. That's true. I mean, it has a ripple effect. It really does. Um, Our actions Mm -hmm. and our thoughts and our behaviors have a ripple effect Mm -hmm. on others. So the more that we're conscious of how we're behaving, what we're thinking, how we're feeling, then I think that can influence positively when we make corrections and it's kind of mm-hmm. like for me when I, I i think about one way that i live in the present moment is whenever i catch myself not living in the present moment uh-huh. i it's a wake-up call you know it's like bring myself back to the present moment and it's it's not easy but the more i practice it the better i get at it mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's kind of like and i think meditation really helps uh, mm-hmm. tremendously for me because you you're practicing that muscle mm-hmm. of yeah cellular focusing focusing need. because being in the moment is really it's, it's about focusing mm-hmm. and it's not being in the moment is not just you know about being in a, a meditative state or being you know being aware of everything that's being around you but it's focusing mm-hmm. on something yes and and you're right you've said that a few times that it's so important to have the discipline to do the practice and doing the practice just improves your ability to go there quicker and to stay there longer and to carry it with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like um, when you were referring to your photography mm-hmm. and sitting there and watching the flower and being still, you were actually taking in and savoring the moment. Yes. And trying to capture that yes. for other people to get a little bit of it at the same time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think musicians do that, mm. too, especially when they jam. Or if you're at a concert where you're just caught up in, in the movement and the moment of the music, and like time, that's another time where time expands, mm-hmm. and you don't want it to end. But <laughs> Exactly. And the same with athletes that are in the zone, too. Their experience is probably mm-hmm. similar. Exactly. So some other tools um, and techniques... To improve our present moment awareness? I think um, practice. I'm, and also, I know a lot of people talk about journaling. I think journaling does bring you mm-hmm. into the moment. And then you might look back at something you wrote and say, wow, I didn't even realize exactly. I was writing Because you are one. in the present moment because mm-hmm. you're writing it. And you're focusing mm-hmm. on it. What about gratitude? Same thing. Is gratitude, so? too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why I've been a volunteer coordinator for a long time. I think people who seek out volunteering are doing something to serve but they're also trying to be in kind of in the moment because they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart usually and they are just jumping right in and saying give me something to do exactly and you're not expecting anything out of it no no so that's another area of definitely being in the moment well i know another um tool or or technique that i have is i set mindful reminders, my mindful mm-hmm. moments in my calendar, mm-hmm. in my reminders, you know, throughout the day, it's sort of like a, it pops up and, um, I set it for 11 AM and 3 PM. Um, and whenever it pops up, most of the time, 
unless I'm involved in a conversation or something or a, a, um, a phone call or mm-hmm. I will take the time to stop everything, stop everything That's and take good. a mindful moment. Yeah. And I'll do it even when I'm eating lunch. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll take the time to mm-hmm. chew my food, mm-hmm. experience the food, savor the food. Um, it's not always easy to do that, but most of the time I can because I yeah. work from home. So I think that's a big area that we, in general, have kind of lost the, uh, the art of is eating because the, whether the food's like fast food or beautifully cooked food, we tend to just eat it unmindfully. And so I think going back to that where you take your time, they talk about the Mediterranean diet and Mm -hmm. the culture of sitting for a couple hours and eating. Or even when I go to this silent retreat, meals are always in a beautifully decorated room with candles and it's all eaten in silence because you really can then focus. And that's probably healthier for your body for digestion too. Yeah, it's so easy, even in the evenings, to just um, not sit at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, I mean, I don't know how many families do that today mm-hmm. because it's everyone's got such a busy lifestyle. Um, but I will say that my husband and I um, will take the time to sit and, and mm-hmm. have a meal. Um, we don't always sit at the dinner table, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we'll sit at our, our kitchen table, our yeah. chopping block. Um, but we try to make a point of doing that. And we do that also in the morning. We mm-hmm. have, we, ha- we have the luxury now of, of having breakfast together most mornings. And for years and years and years, we never had that luxury. And you, you savor those moments, yeah, you, do. you know, it's that, it's that time. And, and he, he says, he's always saying to me, I, I love these moments, mm-hmm. uh, in the morning that we get to spend mm-hmm. together because we never used to be able to spend yeah, together because I was beautiful. working so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, another aspect of that is also silence. So I think it's good when, you know, it's nice to have dinner music, or but often people just have the TV on. And mm-hmm. if you can just really make it just about the meal and turn off everything else, all the externals, exactly. not just for meals, but in general, not have it as the background noise. Now, some people, that's... That does, is okay with them, and they're fine with having that distraction in the back. It helps them focus. Exactly. You know, I used to read and watch TV and probably do other things at the same mm-hmm. time, but it, it's, I think it's healthier to not multitask. I used Absolutely. to be proud of them being a multitasker. No longer, I think it's um, a detriment, actually. Well, and the research shows that we don't, we don't do any of those things well, well when right. we're doing them simultaneously. Yeah. And we perform better when we're really focused mm-hmm. on a, one task at a time. And, uh, you know, I have to say, even from my own standpoint, um, I can be guilty of that. But I do prefer to, and I, and I think I can, I'm conscious of it these mm-hmm. days, that I don't try to multitask because I know I perform better. And uh, there was something else I was going to say that I'm, I'm conscious of. but I About silence? Well, actually about the, about the, the science behind it, uh-huh. the research um, I mean, the, there's a lot of body of research now around mindfulness that mm-hmm. has demonstrated that it there's so many benefits to it, reducing mm-hmm. anxiety, you know, reducing the stress, you know, improving your blood pressure, 
improving your overall happiness level, mm-hmm. your satisfaction level, your outlook on life, yeah. your perspective. It, it, I, I, th- I think people who do practice m- being more mindful mm-hmm. are happier people. I know I'm happier. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know I'm happier too. And I know it's very much accepted now in businesses and also in science and medicine, you know, as a tool. Exactly. And so th- that's a good thing. And biofeedback, it goes back to when my dad was teaching me biofeedback. And I thought, wow, we can really control, like blood pressure, mm-hmm. you can really control with your mind and your breathing. Absolutely. There's a lot of power in that. So it brings us to um, a few parting questions or burning questions that I have. And one is, how do we create a balance? Because it can't be all bad um, when we're thinking about the past and the future because we have mm-hmm. to look to the future. So how do we, how do we create that, that balance and still be in the present moment, you know? I, I think you just have to not dwell on either the past or the future and, and try to be in the moment as much as possible. But take the lessons learned and the goals set and try to bring them all together in the moment, too. I mean, it can make for a rich present if you're, you know, considering all those and not judging, not judging them. That's another big part of it is leave the judgment out. Exactly. Use the positive affirmations that, you know, I have accomplished things and I have not accomplished things, but that doesn't mean that I can't do more in the future and I'm happy where I am right now. Well, and I, I guess if we look at things that have happened in the past, it's all part of the learning experience. Mm-hmm. It's all part of our journey. Yeah. And and we can make the most of that. And the, and the future is the future. It doesn't mean that we can't uh, plan for the future and we can mm-hmm. think about the future. But, you know, the, the, the present moment is the, the actions that we take and the thoughts that we have in the present moment. It's the launch things. pad. Yes, the launch pad that dictate mm-hmm. what our future reality or what right. our future perspective yeah. or what happens, the outcomes. Yeah, and um, our attitude makes a huge difference in that too. We don't want to be dwelling in anything negative when we're in the present. And that's, um, you know... I think people sometimes give up and don't think that there's anything in the future for them. And that's, this is their chance to really like re, like redefine themselves too. Exactly. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, I, I, is there anything else that you'd like to? No, I think we should all just remember to the easiest tool that we have is right here in our bodies with our breath. And it's not even something you have to think about. Your body's doing it automatically. If you can just put your focus on it. And then, using the multiple number of techniques that are out there, find the one that works for you. You know, Andrew Veal has a wonderful technique. There's so many. Deepak Chopra has wonderful techniques. You can look up the, the one of my favorite books that was really a thin book for me at the time when I was in a hurry was The Lazy Man's Guide to Enlightenment. There's oh, just like so that. many good things out there, tools that you can just look up. But basically it comes down to sit, stand, or lay down and just pay attention to your breath. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great statement to close on. And this has been a great conversation. And I trust that our, our listeners will get a lot out of uh, what we've talked about today. 
And um, we hope that um, that all of us can do a better job of <laughs> being in the present moment. Yes, I really enjoyed it too. And I hope some of our listeners will write in and share some of their techniques so that we can then share them with the audience. Absolutely. And we'll provide all of the info that we talked about today in the show notes uh, so that um, everyone has that um, Mm -hmm. at their fingertips when they Mm -hmm. uh, check out our podcast. Great. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. This (laughs) is great. Hey there. Before you go, we hope today's show inspired you to believe in and tap into your own inner power to dig deep and rise up to your best and highest self. Just a few things before we go. We'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes because those reviews are important to our show. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast. And please, if you if you like the episodes, share the show with others on your favorite social media channels. And finally, are you rising up to your best self every day? Let us know more. Let us know any tips and strategies you have by reaching out to us at www.heartsriseup.com or you can email us at hello at heartsriseup.com. Thanks and bye for now. See you on the next show. Bye-bye. <laughs>